Hey, my go-getters, Christy here. Welcome to the Meezy Muse Unplugged podcast. We've got an amazing show lined up for you today. If this is your first time listening, thanks for tuning in. The Meezy Muse Unplugged podcast is produced every other Friday for your enjoyment. Show information, as well as any links shared on today's episode, can be found at www.meezymuse.com. Come back often and feel free to add the podcast to your favorite RSSS feed, SoundCloud, or iTunes. You can also follow me on Twitter or LinkedIn. Just search for Christy Lindor or check out my blog at www.christylindor.com. Have a question about consulting? Would like to be a guest on the show? We would love to hear from you. Drop us a line at Unplugged at Gmail. That's Unplugged at Gmail. Now let's get on with today's show. You are now tuned in to the Meesey Muse Unplugged, a pop-up podcast variety show helping consultants along their journey to greatness with your host, management consultant, author, and blogger, Christy Lindor. Go-getters. Thanks for tuning in. So for episode two, what I wanted to do was a couple things. Quickly go through some of the key rules of the podcast show and wanting to have various different guests join us on the show. So I'm going to go through a couple formats that we are going to be using, at least initially, until we kind of get our, our footing. And what I would like to do for the remainder of the show, I'm actually going to share a recent podcast interview that I did about my book and a little bit about, you know, myself. I did it with Lee Cantor as well as Stone Payton on the High Velocity Radio, which is part of the Business X Radio Network. So I want to share that interview just to give you a little bit more context that was not provided in the first episode. So let's delve right in, starting with the rules. And so for people that are interested in, in the show, whether it's sending us questions, being a guest on the show, we've got two big rules. And if you're in consulting, you've heard these before. Rule number one, we will not be disclosing any consulting firm names. And rule number two, we will not be sharing any client names. And so this is, we're going to have to be really true to these two rules. The goal of this show is really to help individuals become great consultants and help them along that journey. We don't want to get into the business of bashing firms or bashing clients. And if you're a consultant, you get it. So just want to make sure we put that, those two rules out there. Other than that, you know, the show's really flexible. We called it unplugged for a reason. So we're going to have all types of guests to just, just be prepared. We want to kind of have that type of flexibility. So that's kind of the rules of the show. I want to quickly delve into some of the formats and interview formats that you're going to be hearing on the show and let you know what to expect. So we've got seven formats that I'll typically use and they may merge or, or, or change in the future, but we're starting out with these seven and some of the episode, future episodes you're going to be hearing will fall within those. And I'll try to mention it in the, the beginning of the show. Since this is a variety show, we want to make sure you have that context up front. So the first interview format we'll be doing is, it's called Ask Me Anything, AMA. If you're online and you read kind of different forums, you'll see this, you, you've seen the AMAs before. This is in, in essence a virtual 
fireside chat. So this is where I bring in a seasoned consultant. They come and share how they got into the consulting profession, you know, what they believe makes a great consultant. And I ask them just various different questions, which are similar questions to what I ask leaders that I interviewed for my book. So very similar, again, AMA, that's the interview type. Interview type number two, it's called drama in the team room. So this is where if, if you have an issue with your manager or with a peer and you want to figure out like how to solve that, we'd love to have you as a guest on the show. You come and talk to us through, you know, your dilemma. If it's something that happened to me in the past as well, you want to come and share lessons learned for people that may potentially go through the same scenario. Let's talk about it. We'd love to, to speak to you about it. Interview format number three is when keeping it real goes wrong. So this is where if there's this awkward situation that happens at your client site or with your team in the team room at your firm, like whatever it is, we'd love to hear your story and, and kind of hear your lessons of what happened would be great. Walk me off the ledge. And so this interview format, this is for individuals that maybe thinking about leaving consulting, they want to kind of talk it through with a seasoned consultant, like a mentor type. Would again, love to have you on the show if you want to come in. And, and I'm really in the business of saving consulting careers where it makes sense. Absolutely. If, if this is where you want to be, you want to create a sustainable career, before you walk away, let's, let's talk through it. And I'd love to have you on the show to kind of share that experience with others that may be in a similar situation. So Crossroads, Crossroads is my, is my fifth interview format, and this really talks about, just as it sounds, Crossroads. So if you are, for example, in college, wanting to go into consulting, you're in consulting, you want to leave, you want to you know, go get an MBA, you want to start a business, start a family, let's talk about it. Let's talk about what makes sense, how you can prepare for kind of that next stage in your life. Would love to kind of you know, discuss some options with you. Where are they now? That's the sixth interview format. And this is for what I call rock star consultant, like the past rock star consultants that I used to work with. And if you're in consulting, you're going to understand, you know, the scenario as I explain it. Have you ever worked with a colleague, either currently or in the past? And man, they were nailing it. You know, clients love them. The firm loved them. Your colleagues love them. Partners love them. And they were just on fire. They were doing everything, and then all of a sudden, you get a, a text message or a call or an email, they're leaving the firm. And I know it's, it's always surprising to me for some reason when rock stars leave, because you know they're going to be a rock star wherever they go. They're just that type of person. But in this, in this business, we work with so many amazing, smart people. Sometimes our favorite ones leave. And so I created Where Are They Now? That was my excuse as a way to reconnect with some of the amazing rock stars that I worked with in the past. I want to hear like how they're doing, you know, how did they feel that their consulting experience was? How did it help them for the next stage in their career? And what are they up to now? So that's kind of that, that segment. And then my last one is quick wins. And so quick wins are really on helping, you know, people know about different trends in the industry. So if, if someone has, you know, has a new technology or process or an industry trend, they want to showcase that's relevant to consultants, we'd love to have you on the show. We'd love to kind of provide that platform to you for this audience. So those are the, the formats of the show. Now, given based on the feedback loop that I talked about in episode one, 
we may merge them, they may change, I'll keep you posted, but this is kind of what we're running with. So again, I'll start every episode talking about, you know, which format is going to be in today's show. In addition to storytelling and career guidance, send your, your questions to me or your stories, unplugged at gmail.com. Would love to share your story or give you guidance. It's kind of like real-time consulting that we do on the show as well. So that's all I have for kind of new information about the show to give you that context. As I mentioned at the top, I'm going to now pivot. I'm going to play a recent episode of a podcast interview that I did. I was really excited. It was my first podcast interview that I've ever done. So I hope you enjoy it. And with that, we'll see you next time. And here's to your journey of being great. Welcome to the High Velocity Radio Show, where we celebrate top performers producing better results in less time. Stone Peyton Lee Cantor here with you this afternoon. Lee, this is going to be a fantastic segment. Please join me in welcoming to the program, Miss Christy Linder. How are you? I am fabulous. How are you doing? We are doing great, Christy. Can you share a little bit about what you're up to? Yeah, sure, sure. So I, I mean, there's so many different things. I think the big one right now, I wrote a book and my book is called The Meesey Muse, 100 Plus Selective Practices, Unwritten Rules and Habits of Great Consultants. And I'm super excited about, about the book. It really talks about my, my journey over the last 16 years in consulting. And I, I cannot wait to share it with the world. I'm, I'm in the throes of, of kind of the publishing process and super excited to be able to share it soon. Now, what does the word MISI mean? What does that mean? Yeah, so I am a management consultant. It's the type of work I've been doing for, like I said, 16 years or so. And in consulting, we have a technique called MISI, and it stands for Mutually Exclusive, Collectively Exhaustive. And it's one of many <laughs> techniques that we typically use to get to the root cause of a problem because clients usually hire us they want to solve really complex business problems. And what we've typically found in a lot of cases is that some of the patch, kind of patchwork or band-aid solutions that are in place really look at the symptoms. You know, really, they don't really get to the crux of the issue. Mm-hmm. So MISI is just kind of, you know, just kind of a way for us to, to think about a problem and, and be able to get to that, to get to that root cause. So, so that's kind of how the, the book name came about. I guess I'll give a little bit about you know, when I, when I was writing it, I've never written a book. (laughs) You know, this is my first time writing one. Sure. And I, you know, I, I just said, well, I don't know what to do, but I want, you know, it's in my heart to do this. So I just started writing. I spent about a year or so, you know, just every day writing something. Some days I created to write a page. Other days I wrote a couple sentences. Some days I was able to kind of bang out five pages. So kind of in that process, I was I was just writing whatever came to mind as I remembered experiences or anecdotes or advice that I, I had over the course of my career. And after doing that for about a year or so, I amassed, you know, hundreds of pages of, of content. And I said, you know, how am I going to organize this stuff? Like, I don't even, you know, I hadn't even thought about things. So then I had to kind of reverse engineer. I created, you know, started to think about bucketing things and chapters and categorizing and moving stuff. And when I was going through that process, I was saying to myself, well, this is not really, this is not messy enough. I, I need this to be a, a bit more, you know, messy. And so 
that that was kind of the way I would do it. And I would muse. I would think about, well, you know, here's here's something I want to add here, or here's another element I wanted to include. And at the time when I was writing the book, if I can tell you, Stone, I I didn't know what the topic of the book was going to be about. I didn't know what the angle was. I just said, I've had all these amazing experiences and I feel, you know, so blessed at the point in my life that I am now, you know, I want to start sharing that. And so it just kind of came, it just kind of over time organically came to me and I decided, I said, you know what, I'm going to call the book the Missy Muse because it, I literally use that, that technique to organize my thoughts. And then I know some people that may be reading the book may not have, they may not know what the word Nisi is. So I added in the subtitle, 100 plus selected practices, unwritten rules and habits of great consultants, just to kind of codify it a bit more. So that was how, that was how the name came about. Now, when you were doing the writing every day or on a rhythm, was that stuff that you were writing privately or were you kind of publishing it on a blog publicly? Yeah, I was writing it privately. So I just, you know, just had a Word doc open and as I was writing, I w- it would come to mind. So, I mean, it, it did became a kind of a lifestyle, which actually ultimately led to me starting a blog, believe it or not. So I started writing and like I said, just whatever came, I wrote it down. And then there'd be times that, you know, let's say if I'm at the gym or I'm at the, you know, supermarket or at the airport, little kind of things will come to, you know, I'll remember things. And I'm like, oh, I don't, I can't write this down. So I started recording bits and then going back and writing them in. So that was, that was the process. I, now. In hindsight, I don't know if that was the most productive or efficient process. I am typically a very organized and very structured, logical thinker, logical type of of person. And so this is a very creative way. And it it really, it actually taught me a lot about myself and about, you know, what I can do. So it was was a great experience in hindsight. So now what are that you got, you know, introspectively from going through the process? So going through the process, I guess one of the biggest learnings that I had was, you know, you have to kind of always, you always have to kind of challenge your thinking and not get caught up in, in just one, one way of looking at something. And so I say that because as I, I would write different things and then through interactions, whether it's with my clients or with my colleagues, you know, they would say something that was a little different than what I was thinking, you know, for something that I wrote. And it actually made me rethink about it and refine it. So I ended up doing a lot of refining, <laughs> you know, obviously with the, with the book, it's, it's my baby. And so I, I refined significantly. And when I, I guess in the past, when I've done things, I usually, am, you know, like to, to put something out there and, and make sure it works. But this process allowed me, it, it really challenged my worldview. It challenged how I looked at, at doing things and, and how it could be different. And I think the other part is it really helped me figure out what matters most. And that's when I started to really figure out who my, my reader was, was, you know, what is it that I was trying to say? Because what, you know, writing every day, you know, there's a lot of stuff that you may add that, you know, may, you know, may not be applicable to the narrative you're trying to create. And so it helped me to really laser focus in on, on who this book was about and, and who this book is for. So who is the book about and who is it for? <laughs> so glad you asked. So the Missy News, it really provides, in a nutshell, an inside scoop on the unwritten rules of the consulting world. And I focus on giving readers really the real deal insights on how to become a great consultant. So this is not one of those, you know, here's 
the mechanics of consulting and, and talking to the basics. It's really about if you want to really make an impact for your client, you want to you know create an amazing career, you really want to be great. This is the book for you. And I wrote the book kind of from, you know, the, the lens that I had. So, you know, growing up, you know, I knew since college I wanted to be a consultant. I just kind of got exposure to that line of work in different internships. And so when I came into consulting, I, I learned really quickly that, you know, being that I was first generation American, you know, I'm first kind of college grad, there was a lot of resources and information I didn't really have access to. So, you know, you got to consider back then. There wasn't a lot of, you know, Google wasn't really prevalent and, and you know, that whole world was not happening. You know, the whole world we live in today just wasn't around. The resources were not as accessible. So the first five years of my career, I didn't really have a lot of mentors. I had colleagues and, and clients and, and work and things to do, but I didn't really have someone that was taking me under their wings to say, hey, Christy, here's how you do things, right? And because of that, I, you know, I did struggle. I did struggle. And while I had, while I had really good experiences, it's just not the same when you, you know, have someone that's kind of taking you under their wing. So fast forward, you know, fast forward now in my career, I do have mentors and guides and I'm just at a really good place now. I've learned from so many different opportunities. And I said, you know what? I want to write the book in the voice of a mentor. I really want to be the mentor that I wish I had. Sure. You know, the, the mentor that, you know, sees your drive and, and takes you under the wings, the mentor that like, you know, helps you with a presentation or a project, you know, a mentor that, you know, when you've had a rough day, you can call and, and give your thoughts and they can give you some words of encouragement to, you know, help you see another day. Like I so strive to be that in so many people's lives today. And I said, you know what? This is my pay it forward book. Now, you know, I remember when I first, yep. <laughs> uh, no, I'm sorry. When you were titling the book, did you consider calling it the Misi Mentor instead of Muse? You know, actually, I didn't. I didn't. I, yeah, that's actually not a, a, that's a really great, a great idea. I know I, I really focused the, when I put the book name together, it was really based on kind of the journey of how the book was written. But, you know, it, it, that is a good name. I mean, that's actually maybe a nice name for a second book. <laughs> so I'll have to definitely consider it for sure. Now, when you were in college and you were thinking, you know what, I'm going to get into consulting and you pictured consulting a certain way and a consultant behaving a certain way and, and serving a certain way, and then you did it for a while and now you've done it for a pretty long while. What were the differences and, and what would you tell young Christy about the business? Yeah, it's a great question. You know, when I when I first started, and I think I think a lot of young consultants fall into this trap where, you know, the first thing is you kind of struggle with the definition of what a consultant is, I think, in the beginning. Even if you have an even if you think you know, you're kind of still not sure what that really means. And I didn't realize how much of, you know, me trying to figure out the definition was important to the foundation of my career. And I say that because in the beginning of my career, I really wanted to make sure that I worked really hard and I focused on creating, you know, a credible brand, but I did it in a way that was transactional. You know, I didn't really focus on building relationships 
or having people get to know me personally. You know, for me, you know, I was in a, in an environment where I was usually, you know, the only female, you know, sometimes, you know, the only, you know, person of color. And so I had to, you know, I felt like I had to always kind of show that I knew what I was, I was had to, you know, kind of prove whether that's real or perceived, but that was the way that I operated. You know, I operated from the mindset that I have to be smart and I have to be hardworking. And I put so much emphasis and effort into the technical part of, of my role, more as opposed to the relationship and the personal part of my role. And that's something that, you know, years later, you, you get it. You know, I've, I've now added that element to my to my brand. But that's something in hindsight that I think a lot of young consultants don't realize how important it is to remember, you know, just that people, it's not about the deliverable, you know, that you create. It's about the experience and the friendships and the, you know, the, the colleagues and the, the relationships you build with your client. That's what people remember. They don't remember how fabulous your PowerPoint presentation was, you know, and, and that's something I really wish someone taught me. And, and I'm hopeful that in my book, I, you know, I, I bring that to life in a lot of different ways. Today's episode is brought to you on behalf of the Misi Muse, a hundred plus selected practices, unwritten rules and habits of great consultants, a book by Christy Lindor, written in the voice of a mentor, the Misi Muse provides insights on the unwritten rules of great consultants, a perfect read for new or aspiring consultants. Christy dives into her 15-plus years of consulting experience while sharing interviews and anecdotes from over 50 consulting partners and leaders that represents thought leadership from 80% of the top 10 consulting firms in the world. Pre-sale begins shortly. Sign up at www.misimuse.com. Can you share a story maybe that illustrates the difference between how you would kind of transactionally relate to a client and then how once you are more confident in your self-worth in the in the relationship that you can then add that extra layer of value? Yeah, so that's another great question. So I think about one story. I had I had a, a client, she was she was probably like a let's say she's probably like an an executive director level. And my manager was out sick. And so I was asked, since I was very close to the, the data, I, you know, I had done all the research for this data when our team got together and talked about, you know, who should do this presentation because we had this meeting scheduled. My manager was out sick and it was decided, well, Christy, you, you know, you know this stuff, you know, this is a great opportunity for you to stress. And when I, you know, I'm just super nervous. It's my first time you know, I was having like this face-to-face interaction with a, you know, a senior. So she, you know, my, my client kind of comes in into the room and I, you know, I'm kind of going through the motions and she seems a little distracted, mm-hmm. but I didn't really, I didn't really think about stopping and pausing what I was talking about to ask her why. In my mind, I'm like, okay, my, my manager's out. I've got to give this message. You know, this is important you know, we've got to like get this done. So I walked in with a very kind of narrow mindset and I didn't have that. Like I said, I didn't have kind of that, that, that deep relationship to feel comfortable to ask her questions, like what's going on. And so it turns out, I find out after the meeting that her, her, one of her, her, her children had actually been hit by a car and she found out on the way to work. 
And so, so the only meeting she actually honored was our meeting because there was kind of a contractual obligation to it. But then she was going to be going, she was going to be gone for the rest of the day. And, you know, of course, you know, my, my manager and others, everyone kind of finds out and, you know, we feel bad and just, you know, making sure that she's okay. And I felt really, really bad. And, and I didn't, and I said, man, like that was such a, I was just kind of blindsided. Like I didn't stop to say, wow, Christy, you know, you can tell something was wrong. Why didn't you say, why didn't you ask her, you know, is everything okay? Or just give her the space or, cause I felt like in, in hindsight, if I had walked in the room and I, you know, not knowing what I know now, if I had walked in that same room and I saw the look on her face, I would have asked her, you know, I wouldn't even started the meeting and, and talked about what I came with. I would have put that aside and said, Hey, you know, I see you look, you know, you, you're you know, a little out of it right. going on and give her the space to say, here's what's going on in her mind. And today I would have, you know, we would automatically schedule, like we're not having this conversation. Right. I'm surprised you're even in the office. You need to go home and take care of your kids. Right. Like, you know, a, like human so, to human. That's how humans interact with humans. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So that's kind of one example of, but that's a, that's a great, that's a great example, Christy, because it shows like you were in your own head and you were looking at her being distant and maybe making assumptions about why. And the real why had nothing to do with you or anything you were talking about. She had bigger problems than anything you were talking about, really. And a lot of times people make those kind of assumptions based on their own kind of internal dialogue rather than you know, truly understanding the other person and truly being empathetic to the other person's situation. And there is no shortcut in a, if you're dealing transactionally, those are the ways you would think in transactional terms. Whereas in this case, if you were able to have a deeper relationship, it's like you said today, you would treat it totally different. You would say, Hey, what's wrong? Something seems amiss. What is everything all right? And then she would probably tell you because you're treating her, you know, kind of peer to peer, human to human. And then you would say, oh, no, th- you have got more important things in this meeting. And then you would give her the freedom right. to leave. And that, that's a great lesson for everybody, you know, mm-hmm. to not second guess yourself. You sense something was amiss, but it was just so early in your career, you weren't confident enough to say, you know what, I'm going to say something about this. I'm not just going to check the boxes that I have this job, you know, this obligation I have to get through this, you know, presentation. Yeah. And honestly, that was actually the beginning of me because I felt so bad about that. And I didn't really have anyone to talk about it to either. I just internally said, in my mind, I said, anytime I walk into a client meeting, if I'm presenting or it's my team or whomever, the first thing I'm going to do from now on is I'm going to just take a quick pulse to see where's the energy level with my client. Like, Mm -hmm. are they happy? Are they sad? Are they, you know, what's going on with them and adjust the message accordingly. So it unfortunately had to happen in that manner, but I just, you know, so it was kind of like, that's one example of of something I kind of had to learn along the way. Right. And, you know, those are the things, those moments really matter. Those moments extremely, you know, they really matter and they can make the difference in a client relationship or, or, you know, uh, the way you, you handle that. And so I really try to make sure, you know, I, I, I let younger consultants know that type of information. So, they're not afraid to, you know, to kind of let their, you know, sometimes, you know, you got to have balance between professional and personal, but those moments really matter. And trust your instincts. If something feels wrong, yeah. don't ignore it. There could be something wrong. Right. 
Now, as part of your book, it's not you just waxing eloquent about these real-life anecdotal stories about your own life. You also interviewed some leaders, isn't that right? Yeah, I sure did. So I think that was kind of part of that Nisi process that I was going through. And I thought about, it was good for me to, you know, to have my story. But what can really, really bring this to life more? And I always, I have the, my own personal principle is, you know, if you want to be successful, you emulate, em, you know, emulate those who are successful. That's kind of something I always abide by. So that's when I said, you know what, I'm going to start reaching out to, to, to partner in consulting. So in a traditional consulting career path, mm-hmm. people, you know, usually people kind of move up over, you know, a course of, you know, 15 to 20 years, depending into, you know, the pinnacle of a career is, is becoming a partner which is a similar model to like a lawyer, right? Sure. In a firm. So that's that's kind of the pinnacle. And so I said, you know what? I'm going to I'm going to start reaching out to the partners. So that gave me an opportunity to to connect with a lot of partners I worked with and I was able to, you know, in the book I'm, I share 22 interviews. I was able to connect with about over 50 partners across every type of consulting firm you can think of. So some of them I knew, some of them I knew and I worked for and I I love and others were referrals, you know, when I asked people, who are some great leaders? So the other thing that I made sure is that I didn't just pick anyone that was just a partner. They had to be what I called first-class leadership. Mm-hmm. You know, they had to emulate, you know, the principles of being a great consultant, which is, you know, like, as I mentioned, it's bigger than the work. It's about the people and, and people that, you know, have, have kind of that type of empathy. So that was, that was like very important criteria. And, Partners are extremely busy people, and I was very thankful for those that made the time, interviewed with me. Each one, I spent about an hour speaking to them, which is amazing. Others didn't have the time to interview, but they sent me like books or articles or resources or little anecdotes that they wanted, you know, to be part of this project. Mm-hmm. So that was that was kind of very surprising to see, you know, how much support I got from leadership. Oh, and, and, and some of these, mind you, I, you know, I work for a very large consulting firm. Sure. Some of these were, you know, kind of competitors. And, they, you know, they say, they told me, hey, Christy, I'll, I'll help you out, you know, but I can't let, you know, people can't, I can't have my name tied to this because <laughs> you work for a competitor. Right. But that showed, that showed the, you know, how amazing they were. You know, they, they understood what, the project and the mission was, and they believed in it so much. And they believed in the consulting profession that they didn't let the fact that, you know, I work for a competitor, you know, deter them from contributing. Right. So, you know, that, that says a lot about somebody. Hey, go-getters. Have feedback on today's show? Questions on consulting? Want to be a guest? We'd love to hear from you. Just drop us a line at unplugged at gmail. That's MeSeeMuse, unplugged, at gmail.com. You can also show us your support by downloading episodes, spreading the word to friends and family, or leaving us a review. Remember, MeSeeMuse, unplugged, is a pop-up podcast, which means we'll stick around as long as we continue to hear from you. Thank you for your support. Now back to today's show. Yeah, and that's really good to add on to this book. So the writing process, you learned some stuff. What'd you learn from the interviewing process? <laughs> the interviewing process, I I think the biggest thing was patience. You know, chasing partners is like chasing celebrities, <laughs> honestly. You know, you they 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 don't have a lot of time and you gotta catch them when you can. And then, you know, trying to do that on top of like my day to day work. That was a very 
extremely challenging process, but very rewarding. I actually, when I wrote the book, it was kind of a pay it forward. I actually learned a lot myself and just speaking to them, learning about what brought them to the career, what do they believe a great consultant is, and what are some of the lessons that they've had and hearing their stories. And it just, you know, I've been in consulting my whole career. So when you're in the career for so long, you've kind of built up what I now call urban legends, right? Sure. You know, of what you think success should be or what the mental map of, of what, you know, a consulting career is. And those interviews completely dispelled, I think, almost every myth that I had. And I, I share those myths in the book because it's, I know it's not just me. There's even some partners I've spoken to kind of abide by some of the myths that I was able to dispel. So I think it's going to be a great read for anyone that is either looking to become a consultant or that's been in consulting and, and want a different perspective. So when is the book coming out? So I am looking to publish the book after Labor Day. I originally was going to publish this summer and decided to wait. You know, summertime, people are off and, you know, enjoying summer and and family time. So I decided, well, I, you know, probably the best to publish after Labor Day. So summer is now my, my published date. And then I heard a rumor that you might be putting together a podcast to complement the book. Yes, yes. So, so thank you for, for mentioning that. So on July 7th, that's my, my launch date for the podcast, I call the podcast, it's called the Me Seen News Unplugged. Mm-hmm. Um, so what's nice is in the book, I mentioned, I speak to a lot of consulting partners and I really took like a top-down approach, you know, speaking to leaders and, and them sharing their feedback. With the podcast, it's going to be really like, I, I call it like a pop-up. I haven't decided if it's going to be weekly or bi-weekly yet. I'm still kind of thinking through the frequency of it, but it is going to be more of a bottoms-up approach. So, and a more of a variety show. So still using the concepts and the framework that I've shared in the book, I'll have, you know, different people interviewing, having people share their stories, they're, you know, looking for advice, you know, experts in the field coming and, and, and you know, providing some insights for consultants for, you know, emerging trends, just a variety of different things, again, from the voice of a mentor. And I said, you know, while I'm kind of still going through the publishing process, let me have this pop-up, pop-up podcast series. And my goal, like, you know, I think once, you know, I've covered kind of the different concepts throughout the entire book, I think I'll end the show. So I don't have an end date for the show, but it, I'm super excited. I've actually, I mentioned the idea to a number of people just within my, my close circle, and I got well over 15 interviews lined up. I mean, people are super excited. They think it's going to be a lot of fun. We'll have fun. So again, it's the Macy News Unplugged. It will launch July 7th. And if you want to learn more information, we'll have information up on com for people to, to check it out. It should be a lot of fun. Now, before we wrap this, I want to talk a little bit about both of us got a chance and we met through the Alt-MBA program. Can you talk about yeah. your experience on that? Yeah. The Alt-MBA was, this may sound cliche, but it, it was really life-altering. Is the best four weeks of time as, as chaotic of the intense time that it was as a leadership development program, but I've learned so much and it allowed me to, you know, let a lot of my personality shine more. Again, mm-hmm. you know, if you've been in a, in a field for over a decade plus, 
I think I think I realized through this program that I had conformed to some of the traditional the traditional kind of elements of, of being in corporate. And I realized there was a lot of things that I used to love doing when I was younger that I kind of stopped doing. And I and this program made me question why. And so I loved it. I would highly recommend it. Anyone that's looking to level up in their career or in their life, want to look at something differently, get feedback, meet amazing people, I highly, highly recommend it. Now, was this something that you told your company about and they said, you know what, Christy, go for it. We're going to fund it. And, you know, just this sounds like a wonderful program. Or was this something you did on your own? Yeah, this is something I decided to do on my on my own. Usually in, my, in, in the, the company that I, I work for, it takes a while to get, you know, something that's like off. You know, this is something that would be kind of outside that's not like approved. It would take a while to go through the approval processes. So I just said, well, you know, it's. For me, it was something I wanted to do. It was just the right season in my life to do it now. I didn't want to wait. So I decided to, to go for it. But yeah, my team knows, you know, they're, they're super excited to hear about my journey. I am going to be hosting an event on, was it June 21st, hosting an event on, on my experiences in the old MBA. So super and, excited. And you're doing that in your work or are you doing it out in the, where you live? Where's the event? Um, or it's actually, online? It's, it's going to be virtual. Oh, yeah, great. I've decided to do a, a, hold a virtual session for about 15 folks. So I just literally posted a couple days ago, and I think I've got already like 12 people signed up. Oh. So it's, it's really, and so people are hearing about all MBA, and I think the word is gaining out, and it's, it's worth it. I think for anyone who's interested in, in programs like that, it's really, you know, what you put into it is what you get out of it, you know? So it's one of those, you're not going to have, you know, people, you know, dinging you for missing deadlines or dinging you for not doing work to the best of your ability. It's all on you. And it's creating that level of self-accountability that's critical for us to be successful. So I think it's a great, great exercise and a great opportunity for those that, that want that. Well, Christy Linder, it has been an absolute pleasure. If somebody wanted to get a hold of the book, again, the website? Yeah, they can check out my website, my blog, christylindor.com. You can sign up for, you know, the once the book is coming out, we'll send out announcements and we'll, we're actually going to set up some kind of freebies on the site. If you're interested in, in the podcast as well, you can go to mecmuse.com and I can be found on LinkedIn. I'm a big LinkedIn person, so you can follow me on LinkedIn on Twitter. I'm on Twitter as well. Christy Lindor. All right. Until next time, this is Stone Payton for Lee Cantor, our guest today, Christy Lindor, and everyone here at the Business Radio X family saying we'll see you in the fast lane. Thank you for listening. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. This pop-up podcast was inspired by my upcoming book, The Misi News, 100 plus selected practices, unwritten rules, and habits of great consultants. I have people asking me over the last year many questions about this book, but the one question that comes up constantly is, Christy, you have such a demanding career. How did you find time to write this book? And honestly, the answer is simple. I really sought to become the mentor that I wish I had earlier in my career. In the beginning of my career, I didn't have many mentors, um, mental maps of what success really looked like, and I really struggled with that in, in a lot of different ways. 
But what's nice about struggles is that I overcame them. I grew stronger, more competent, and I'm so excited where I am today in my career. I, I just want to share, you know, what I've learned and be able to help you. And so I wrote the book, you know, with my years of experience, but I also had an opportunity, an amazing opportunity to connect with over 50 or so consulting partners and leaders across the industry, sharing their stories, their antidotes, their resources on how you could be a great consultant yourself. So do me a favor, pick up your phone right now. Go to www.mecnews.com. If you scroll down, you'll see a little box to sign up for uh, the book pre-sale notification. Go ahead and sign up for it. Um, I'd love to hear your feedback on uh, my book as well as the podcast. So thanks again for listening and here's to your journey to greatness.